0: Welcome to Healing with Heart, simple ideas for profound healing. These videos are meant for informational purposes only, not intended to diagnose or treat medical conditions. Hey guys, good to see everybody. Dr. Hart here. Uh, Today on Healing with Heart, I got a co-host. We're going to do something a little different. I've got Renee Harper, RN, coming in. She is out of Oklahoma, specializes in gut health works a ton, has a great background with anxiety, patients dealing with autoimmune conditions. So let's welcome Renee and I'll let her introduce herself a little bit. Hey Renee.
1: Hi Martin, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, I'm Renee Harper, I'm a registered nurse. I'm here in Oklahoma City and I've been here about five years in my clinic. Um, Started with medical marijuana and um, now adding functional medicine to it as well so excited to see where that goes
0: yeah renee and i got to connect a little bit too over some different energy testing systems some nes stuff that we're implementing a little bit she's she's well versed in as used and so that was really exciting to see and then uh, connected to over how many of, of my patients and clients have uh, done really well with cannabis for different variations pain seizures sleep food nausea stuff like that so we uh, we hit it off pretty quick, especially <laughs> in some of the conferences. So I'm I'm glad to get to do this with you today. Yeah, this is awesome, it's exciting. Yeah, today's topic we're going to talk about the gut immune connection. Uh, so many so many people come in and you know their immune systems are just totally either hyperactive or underactive, either or. And really, when you dig in, as Renee was talking about the functional medicine, you dig in and you see that it's uh, it's really related to the gut a lot of times. So, um, Renee, I'll let you talk about this and riff on this for a second, but tell me from your perspective, wh- you know, how you define gut immune issues.
1: So I kind of started off uh, into into this um, rabbit trail with gut uh, immune things. When it happened to me, um, I had um, both my lenses replaced uh, with implants, and then I had teeth extracted um, and had some oral surgery and everything, and ended up um, having leaky gut from it, mm. past photos, um, and it's just been uh, now Epstein-Barr I'm dealing with a little bit as well, so that kind of started my journey, and just seeing how much clearer that my mind became, you know, once I started healing my gut, and just how connected that your gut is to everything else, so. Um, yeah
0: it's really you know a lot of times i really think of it as it's the soil you know it's it's the foundation of everything we're doing in the body so no doubt and it's i always think it makes us better practitioners when we've been through our own journeys like that so to come through leaky gut and hashimoto's autoimmune conditions like that and the EVB, it's it allows you to to walk the path and guide other people with it with confidence on that front so yeah so it it's um it all does a lot of times come back down to the gut right so Gut immune issues, uh, major portions of your lymphatic system are in your gut, right? Um, a lot of your digestion, of course, happens in the gut. But when that happens, it's building your good bacteria down there. So you're actually, you're having, you have, i could almost say you're like multiple immune systems. You have your body's innate immune system, like all the cells that your bone marrow and your spleen and your thymus gland are making. But then you have the probiotics in your gut, which are having their own immune system. They're battling the bugs for you. And your lymphatic draining out of there. So all that happening. And when you have things like leaky gut, which should create a barrier for us, now all this food and toxins and dead bacteria and infections coming through, they can just wreak havoc on your immune system, which is how you end up things like Hashimoto's, right? So um, what's the big one? Gluten. There's a strong uh, association between gluten and Hashimoto's. And a lot of that's due to the leaky gut. All those gluten molecules can get through and hit that thyroid. Have you you said you stabilized that? How's that doing now for you, the Hashimoto?
1: So it's better, but i am still try to stay away from gluten as much as possible. And um and you know, another big thing with me is I was on Prilosec or PPI, some kind of PPI uh. for years and years. And from the, the day that you could get Prilosec, I was on it for decades. And yeah. I tried to quit before and was just unable to. And this time I thought, you know what? I knew enough this time to say, you know what? It's time to just quit that and go through whatever you've got to go through to get past that and then heal your gut. So um, I'm using some gut repair, still doing some like prophylactic uh, detox things, which we all probably should anyway. So, um, but feeling better, still having some issues but much better than it was.
0: Yeah. Well, I always end up thinking about health is really about not being perfect, but how adaptable are we? How much can we adapt to what's going on in life? And this as the world gets more toxic. You know, I, a lot of times I think, um, detoxing needs to become part of your lifestyle. You know, maybe not, you're, you're not necessarily doing saunas or coffee. It was every day, but that, that you, you make detox come your part of your healthy lifestyle now because of how toxic the world is. But to your point of the PPIs, the proton pump inhibitors, those antacids, you know, that, that stomach. That stomach acid is our, is our first line of defense. And you know this, Renee, but it's, it's going to kill a lot of bacteria. You know, other than the great digestive stuff it does, but it's going to kill all that bacteria and parasites. And a lot of times when I see patients who have SIBO, uh, so, so small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, or they have parasite issues, which are both going to wreak havoc on your immune system, it's because they had low stomach acid. The stomach couldn't keep up with, with uh, killing that stuff when it came in. And so years and years of PPI, it probably sets you up for some of this other stuff where, you know, you have probably B12 deficiencies and all these immune infections because there's nothing in there to kill it from the get-go. And um, with the big thing too is, is we're such a biofeedback mechanism, right? Everything in our body is based on the next thing happening. So stomach acid is really that, that really started the whole digestive cycle. So when our stomach acid gets released, it, it tells the rest of our gut what to do. Okay, gallbladder, release the bile uh pancreas the enzymes you know intestines move to have a bowel movement and so when you're not having that it's never getting all that signal so it's always all the communication is always static so all all these patients who have been on it for years and years and years it's like okay guys we you need to start thinking functionally and saying hey what's the background what's going on because i mean especially as you probably know with your rn background right is that people really are meant to be on ppis for more than maybe a few weeks to a couple months is what they were designed (laughs) for And but if we don't ever look functionally, if we don't ever look root cause, um, we don't we we just get stuck on them, and that's kind of what happens in medicine in general, which is so neat to see somebody from the medical world branching out and saying it's time for me to think differently.
1: Right. Yeah, that's what got me out of the medical field and into my own business is thinking that way. so.
0: Yes. Okay. So we were going to talk a little about some different. diseases associated with the gut immune axis. We talked a little bit about Hashimoto's and how it's connected, but Renee, do you wanna talk a little about how, maybe from your perspective, how are autoimmune connections, autoimmune diseases associated with the gut immune axis?
1: So um, you may have to ask me that again.
0: <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, so when we were riffing on Hashimoto's a little bit before we kind of started touching autoimmune, but why don't you talk a little about how autoimmune conditions are related to that gut immune axis, that gut immune connection.
1: Okay. So um, I'm not sure how to answer that.
0: Um, Let me flip the question on you. What are what are some major autoimmune conditions you see often in practice?
1: Oh, goodness. So like I say, um, Epstein-Barr is one that I deal with. All the mm-hmm. time. Um, Hashimoto's is another big one. Oh, yeah. Um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. I don't know why.
0: You know, a big one that we, we've seen a ton of is is rheumatoid rheumatoid arthritis being a big autoimmune one affecting the joints. And so um, I know we were talking a little about how big diet plays into that. On that front for that gut and it's um, a lot of times what we see is is there's a couple of factors in rheumatoid is you can see especially in research but it tests out too in a clinic is that there's maybe um, proteins from the foods if they have leaky gut that are getting into the joints and then the immune system attacking the joints and you've got the counterbalance where some of those joints are infected with things like Lyme disease or mycoplasma infections or whatever and so you're creating this dual cascade of like maybe the infections wouldn't be such a big deal if those proteins weren't in there creating all this inflammation. And so when you have somebody who has maybe like rheumatoid or like an autoimmune joint issue, what kind of diet would you typically put them on?
1: So something that is like free of nightshades, uh, different things uh, that are certain to cause inflammation like that. So um, yeah, and so I and I deal with that a lot myself, too, uh, because of leaky gut Then I have, get the pain in my joints and all, um, and all, but yeah, and I stay away from nightshades and, um, and different things like that, that just cause inflammation.
0: Yeah, nightshades are alpha solanine. that's, in there can create a huge inflammatory response, especially with leaky gut, and, um, you know, so it's, it's quite amazing. Whenever it's really important to, for people to recognize too, when we talk about the immune system, any inflammation in the body is always mediated by the immune system. It's always there's always an immune reason, right? Whether it's it's attacking the nightshade, causing the inflammation, or the immune system attacking infection, there's always a connection there. That. And so um, when we're talking about like eliminating nightshades, there's multiple reasons there. Like is your immune system having like a sensitivity, attacking it, or is it provoking um, an immune inflammatory reaction, like in the joint, when you got that leaky gut that opens up and now all those foods can get into the bloodstream and start getting in the joints and the organs and all that's a big deal. Um, you know, I had a patient one time to talking about potatoes and nightshades and, uh, they had an autoimmune condition we were working with. And I said, okay, you know, look, you're testing sensitive to potatoes. We got to take those out of your diet. And they're like, all right, doc, like, okay, no potatoes. Got it. What about french fries? I was like, no, no French, no French fries. Okay, 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 okay. What about mashed potatoes? No, no, no mashed potatoes.
1: Doesn't matter how you make like, it.
0: Yeah. It was, and so he went through the list like three or four more. I finally like, if it has a potato in it, it's a nil. No. And so uh, I think he was just hopeful though. But uh, he did really well. He did, he did really well uh, on us clearing autoimmune conditions. So. Um, but yeah, so, so a lot of diseases can be associated. So we are talking a little about autoimmune conditions. Um, you can go direct, and these are still autoimmune, but things like Crohn's or also colitis, right? Those are directly associated. But now they're coming out with, with even beyond autoimmune conditions that have a gut uh, immune connection. And so this could be like the neurodegenerative diseases, right? Things like multiple sclerosis or ALS. Um, ALS is a pretty tough one, but um, uh, Parkinson's. Right? There's that gut immune connection. Number one, they're finding a lot of those cases, like for instance, Alzheimer's, when they dissect their brains afterwards, um, which is, you know, it's so appreciative people do donate their bodies to science like that, is that they find that their brains are infected with parasites that have Borrelia. Well, most parasites typically are going to come in through our gut and mm-hmm. our immune system should be in there keeping them at bay or keeping that Borrelia, that Lyme disease at bay. And it's not. Uh, or they're having leaky gut. So for instance, um, in the brain tissue, they can actually find molecules of, of milk proteins and gluten on the brain tissue. And this is huge for those poor autistic kids who end up with mass, massive leaky gut. Um, and, and you know, some of the research papers do prove out that there's a major gut immune connection for things like autism, right? And so in autistic brains, we know the neurobiology shows it's major inflammation. Okay, and a lot of those kids, when they test them out, have leaky gut, and so there's that gut immune response where the gut immune system is weak. I run stool tests on these kids all day long, and their immune system is low, and their infection load is high, which is going to create inflammation, and then uh, they've got leaky gut, so the stuff goes to the brain. You know, it always, it just, it hurts my heart anytime I see a child who's um, obviously autistic, and he's got a soda pop, he's got his bowl Mm -hmm. of ice cream. And he's got his slice of pizza, you know, and you're going, oh, the, the poor kid's brain. And sometimes, you know, you ask those parents, um, who was uh Renee, do you remember who was the famous actress? Jenny, something who had an autistic child? Uh she went. um she was with Jim Carrey. She was McCartney? McCartney um anyway, somebody somebody'll hit us in the comments. If it comes to you, let me know. So but yeah, she was she dated Jim, married Jim Carrey for a long time. Um, and so her son was autistic and she wrote a book on her autistic son and, um, they would say, and before she knew, you know, they would, uh, feed them, Jenny give them a slice McCarthy, of bread and a glass. of What was it?
1: Jenny McCarthy, I think.
0: McCarthy. Yes. Yeah. And so they would give their son a, a glass of milk and a slice of bread because it would calm him down. Well, really what it was doing was shutting his brain down. It wasn't calming him down. It was intoxicating him. And so it's, um, it's really a major aspect there. And so those are, those are some diseases that are associated with the gut immune connection. And the reality is, is you can take almost any disease and it's going to have a gut immune connection, right? Because of digestion, inflammation, the right. immune system. And so it's, uh, it's, it's quite incredible how much it gets missed in modern medicine, but how pivotal it really is. Did you want to add anything to that point, Renee? I kind of got on a tangent there.
1: No, no, that's. Uh, I just think uh, her book was about something about she thought he was autistic from being vaccine from a vaccine or something like that. Correct.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, she had she had noticed that correlation, which which a lot of parents do. You know, they see uh, they see a correlation. We call it. Uh, I read in this this one uh, doctor's book. He called it the anvil theory of medicine. He said if you don't have headaches and you're walking down the the street and uh, an anvil hits you in the head, and then you have headaches, it's probably the anvil that caused it. Right. And so uh, I think a lot of parents of autistic children kind of put that anvil theory to use when they see that happen. So right. it's, um, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, um, is there, um, Renee, I, did you have a story maybe that, about a patient that you felt like did well Um, working through their gut immune issues and and getting that balanced out?
1: Um, Probably mine's better than any I could tell from anybody else. But um, like I say, it just was, I mean, I'm healthy. I worked out every day and um, thankfully I do uh, because it's helped, you know, push through that when I felt like I just, you know, you just hurt so bad you couldn't move and it just kind of came on me. All of a sudden, when I had to change my diet, I had my teeth extracted. Went home, didn't think a thing about it. Never had a thought, you know, you can juice vegetables and drink them. No, I didn't do that. I thought, <laughs> oh, I can eat this ice cream and this, that, and the other. And meanwhile, it um, was just wreaking havoc, havoc. And I started just having bad stomach pain and everything else. And one thing led to another, and I was scanned with a different uh, scan than the Ness scan. That's a little bit more diagnostic, and it showed Candida, uh, yeah. eight different kinds of parasites. Oh and, my gosh! Um, yes, and then mold and fungus. <laughs> so uh, I started doing that. I started with the Ness, uh, yeah. and like I say, I I have the I did the scan, and then I used the um, the handheld device
0: yeah energy <laughs> and, medicine thank you uh-huh. yeah
1: and then um and I really really feel like that helped support me uh where I could detox a lot faster than um uh, than you would normally want to because I didn't want you know I had to still run my business and yeah and function and all that but um like I say I've done really well with that after detoxing and had another scan um, and I didn't just completely quit with my diet I just kind of at first started getting rid of things that i knew like gluten and um and different things like that and sugar was the big deal with the candida of course uh, oh yes and also um anyways and i've done what like i say what i've done what it's done for my mind and the mental clarity and everything is just remarkable um almost like as as change, life changing life-changing as it was when I had my uh, the lens replacement, I remember laying down on that bed and uh, waking up maybe 15 minutes later and looking around and going, "Oh wow, I see better than I ever really <laughs> think. Everything is clearer. That's yeah. the way I feel in my head right now." So. Yeah, yeah, I remember
0: you were saying you were you were really not in a good spot beforehand, and now you're you're back to working out every day. I think you know I don't want to throw you under the bus age-wise, but. <laughs> You're you're doing more than most people your age, if I recall you saying. Like you you feel better, you've got energy, you're running your own business,
1: you're uh, working out six or seven days a week. I think you were telling me before. Is yep. that right? Yep, I had to just cut it back whenever I need to spend more time in the business. But yes, I still work out every day, and I'm 61, so um, I think I do better than than a lot of people. Um, Heck
0: yeah! So I, I, you know I hear you saying basically I had to. Clean your diet up, get the gut cleaned up, healed, and then deal with the bugs, right? The immune system. And so you kind of mentioned some yeast and fungus and mold, which is um, a lot of my a lot of my background with with my clients and patients. And you know the the mold and fungus, when you get the candida or you get a mold exposure, um, what it does is is multifactorial, but it really creates that leaky gut we were talking about. It'll open that barrier up, really ramps up inflammation while, while lowering the immune system. And it's really hard on our good bacteria as well. Um, and so it, it, it'll it mess with all of that while at the same time disrupting our hormones. And so then our whole gut immune axis is just totally dysregulated. And uh, a lot of those people who could tolerate foods beforehand suddenly can't. They're having all these inflammatory or histamine reactions to different foods. After they got exposed to mold or mold toxicity. And then now they can't battle off regular infections. They're getting sinusitis, getting sinus infections all the time, mm-hmm. colds. EVVs popping up, you know, a lot of those cases of parasites and Lyme, all because that mold exposure is throwing off that gut immune axis. So it's so big. And uh, when you start to really address it, like you're saying, you get results like you get, right? You come you come back, your mental clarity comes back on, your energy comes back, your vitality. And so that's a huge one. And so um, one story of a patient I have that she dealt a lot with um, major mold toxicity and being a root cause for a lot of her She had multiple other issues, but that was a big one. And for her, it it made it so she could hardly tolerate any foods, right? She had to be very, very low carb, which is a big deal uh, with mold a lot of times. And then uh, she was always, she's very reactive to mold. If she'd get in contact with mold, it'd take her two or three days to recover. And oftentimes if it's a big exposure or the right type of toxic mold. She'd have a seizure um, that was really hard. And then she was always catching every little thing, strep. Uh, Staff all the time, viruses constantly. And so now though, um, that we've got our gut healed, we've got our detox of the mold, her body's much more mold adaptable. So she can tolerate being exposed to mold. She can eat more foods without a major issue. She's, um, she competes nationally in martial arts, which is a huge one. And so when you, and she, um, she also had, uh, was diagnosed at one point with lupus, with autoimmune condition on that front, which was derived from the mold and lime. And so she no longer really qualifies for that. Doing so much better when you start to really address that gut immune axis, bring that back into balance and address the rest of the body holistically, right? Functionally, you can see these massive shifts. Basically. Her going from bed browned, withdrawn from school, no activity, seizures anytime she came in contact with any sort of mold. I mean, imagine going into the mall, which is gonna have some mold right. and boom, you're out for three days. And so now she can go out, uh, and do all those sort of things so it's it's amazing what we do when we address the root right when we get to actually yep. get to it so um, renee i know you talked a little about how you look at the gut immune axis you you look at diet you do some energy medicine it sounds like is that right mm-hmm. tell me a little more about how you address address these type of issues with clients and uh, health participants
1: so <clears throat> i have a a signature program that includes uh energy medicine that's uh that is a nest scan um and then we'll start pharmaceuticals and uh then order labs and uh, and detox protocol, and then just do personalized uh treatment for each person depending upon um you know their needs or whatever um and then uh, of course, we include diet. I'm big into mindfulness and self care and stuff like that. I have oh, yeah. Uh, an automobile accident uh, and it damaged my spleen. So that, you know, your immune system. <laughs> oh yeah. You take a hit, take a big hit uh, there as well. So, um, you know, we're all just different in the things that we need, but uh, the nest body scan will help support them uh, in the um And we deal with the root causes. So, um, and then, like I say, teaching them, to be mindful and um, just positive, you know, positive self-talk. You get so many people that, well, this always happens to me or, you know, that's just the way things happen to me and all that. Um, but you're not doing anything for your immune system either. Um, no, you, well, you're almost creating a, a so no-SEBO
0: effect at that point where you're creating a negative.
1: Yeah, yeah. so it's the whole, treating the whole the whole person as opposed to just putting a bandaid on the symptom and sending somebody down the road.
0: Yeah. That customization piece is huge too. When you, when you mix that with, with addressing all the, you know, all the root causes and then you, you put in some, some positive brain retraining, like it, that's, that's the ingredients for a, a healing recipe right there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, then, no then they want to tell will. everybody they know about it, and and <laughs> they can they actually can see they don't really even have to tell them too much. And they just see a big change, you know, in the in the people, and it's, it's changes yeah. that last. Yes, it's, it's a big thing.
0: That's the, that is the big aspect is is it sustainable, and so changes that last are what we want. What's your what's the website that people can can learn more
1: about you at? So if you go to uh, greenhopewellness.com. dot com. I don't really have the functional medicine piece set up there yet like I want to, but um, they can read some blog articles about medical cannabis and um, and different things like that. And then that's where my energy medicine clinic or whatever will be.
0: Perfect. Greenhopewellness.com. We'll have that link in the bottom of the show notes as well when we're done. And then um, is there like a contact form on there or an email address people can contact you at?
1: Yes. So uh, they can either email info at greenhopewellness.com or they can just sign up for the newsletter. and We can contact them that way.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Yeah. So I think a lot of our thinking is, is very similar on that front. Really, the way in my mind, you know, the way energy medicine and functional medicine connect um, and we, we mix in uh, with our clients and stuff a little bit. We call biological. Like uh, German and Swiss medicine, and so, but our thinking is very aligned on that, which is why I wanted to have you up, have you on here and co-host with you. So I love that. And like I said, that customization piece is so so big, and then having the the guidance and the coaching along the way, so so big. So um, yeah, it's it's awesome to have you to have you on and get to talk about it. Uh, we'll have to collaborate some more. I think I'm gonna um, I'm gonna have her make a couple blog posts for me for our website so we can see. Um, so many of my patients, like I said, do well with uh, the medical cannabis for uh, anxiety and pain and sleep and appetite. And it is an anti-inflammatory. There's so many benefits to it um, for a lot of those people when it when it works well. And so uh, she's gonna collaborate with me a little bit on that. Thank you for doing that, Renee. Well, yeah. yeah, is there anything you want to close with as we come to a close?
1: So I just think, um where my heart is and everything is allowing people to be participants in their health, not like the traditional health model where you go to the doctor and they tell you to take something and do this and do that. It's like, we want you to be participants in this with us. Um, and it's lasting changes and a lasting uh, rapport with your patients. like Yes.
0: That. Yeah. I always, whenever I train doctors, I always tell them, you know, the, the first the first step, you know, they say, should we detox first? Should we, whatever I said, well, the first step is actually building rapport when you yeah. can build that relationship with your, um, you know, if you want to call like a health participant it's so good. Like that's, that's really the key because in my mind, and a lot of times when someone tells me like, thank you so much, Dr. Hart, I say, I'm just so happy to be on the team with you. You know, I'm just so blessed to be on the team is because it really is. Um, it really is a team effort. This is your hero's journey. And, um, us as the practitioners, we're just here to walk it with you and guide you along. Um, But it's, it's us as a proactive team. And so that, you know, not only does that get better outcomes, but you end up with better connections. Like I always feel, you know, I don't come out of it. Like it's, it's just work every day. It's like, you're building connections with people. And it's, it's so much warmer and so much more caring of an environment that uh, it makes it much more of a joy to, to come to the office, to come to the you know, come to the sessions when it's like that. So I totally, I, I think that's a great place. I love hearing your heart on that. Absolutely. All right, guys. So um, you can contact Renee at greenhopewellness.com, right? Right. Yeah. And so she's got an info at greenhopewellness.com. You can reach out to her at, that'll be in the show notes. Um, I'm gonna have some blogs up on keystonetotalhealth.com that we're gonna collaborate on on that front. I hope you learned something about the gut immune connection. If you've got some comments below, questions, we'll try to address um, when, the, when the podcast comes out, the blogcast comes out, um, put them down there. If you've dealt with gut immune or autoimmune conditions, mold, Lyme, you know, lupus, Hashimoto's like Renee was talking about, tell us your experience down there and how you healed them balancing the gut immune connection. It's great. We always love to hear and share those stories. And until next time, you guys, take care. Thank you.